High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Now, the most famous statistician in the Western world is in the studio. It is from the CSO, George Cullen. Hi, George. Yeah. Now, how do you know about commuting? From the census. How does the census tell you about commuting? Because we ask people on the census. Um, first of all, we know where they live. Uh, we, um, we ask people where they work and then we ask people how they get to work whether they drive, walk, cycle. And did then you ask we, me that question? We did. Did you? I yes. don't remember answering it genuinely. Is, well, is it possible that Ingrid filled out the form on behalf of the no, household? No. no, I am a faithful filler-outer of, of forms. OK, well, it's a tick box. So you would have ticked uh, one of 11. You would have ticked one of 11 boxes. And okay. then we asked you um, what time you leave home for work as well. Right. Okay, so I said I leave work at eight o'clock, jump in the car, drive in. And that's it. And we add up all the the numbers and then we can produce it for counties and for towns and villages and everything. And it tells us where the pressure points are with regards to public transport, private transport, walking, cycling. It tells us how kids are getting to school and college, third level students. The whole gamut. Now, if Councillor Cuff is to be believed, right, half of the city is cycling bikes. How many people are actually cycling to work? Do you know? I do. Uh, the total number of people cycling in the 2016 census was <laughs> um, 56,000 people, 56,800, up 17% on uh, 40,000 five years ago. So a big, in- uh, up 43%, sorry, a big increase in the number of people cycling to work. 56,000. 56,000. Is that people. Dublin or Ireland? No, that's the whole country. But sure, that's minuscule. That, dri- that drives an absolute uh, holds Councillor Cuff's argument below the waterline. What, sorry, what, and his argument is? That everybody's cycling. Well, it's the increase, isn't it? I mean, it's becoming hugely popular. There's another 25,000 students are cycling as well. So I guess if you throw them into it, you're up then into over 80,000. Okay, so well, how many motor cars are there compared to the, your 56,000? So the people using private transport is <laughs> 1.37 million. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at no, you know, I said in Denmark, there's more cyclists than cars are maybe Correct. in China. Copenhagen. We're, we're, not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But listen, three out of four of us take our own car to work. Right. Uh, the number of people using public transport, 175,000. That's up 9% on five years ago, an extra 30,000 on the buses and trains. And then if we combine, um, you know, going under your own steam, foot and bicycle is up 12%, 232,000. Yeah. You you see, the problem is you come in here and you're trying to baffle me with mathematics, uh, forgetting that I'm good at adding up. Okay. Now, the position <laughs> is... Well over a million people go to work by car and the total of people who use public transport and use uh, uh, bicycles and students and Tom, Dick and Harry is less than 200,000. So there is a monumental dichotomy between the number of people, no matter what Councillor Cuff thinks, it would take major change to turn that upside down. I'm not going to dispute that, that there's, there's a huge gap in the numbers. But you are a but, cyclist, of course. 
Um, I don't cycle every day. I'm a bit of a fair weather cyclist. I cycled yesterday. <laughs> the weather's to lovely. Work. Yeah. And how long would you cycle for? It's about a 40 minute cycle, 12k. There's people laughing. I'm so slow. <laughs> but a 40 minute cycle is because there's another figure came out today. Uh, I don't know who, whether it was you or somebody else, but it was in our news bulletin that the average commuter time uh, in Dublin is 40 minutes per day. Now, I thought that was tiny because you because you commute two ways. So that's 20 minutes in, 20 minutes out, which I thought was remarkably low. Uh, it, it certainly seems very low. I, we also ask people um, how long it takes them to get to work. And I yeah. can tell you that 980,000 people, it took them under 30 minutes. Really? Yeah. That's, that's a million people. Yeah. Yeah. Between okay. 30 and 60 minutes, 540,000 and over an hour, uh, 200,000 people. And that's up 47,000 on um, five years earlier. So now, yeah, there's yeah, a, a, a yeah. huge increase in the number of people whom it's taking longer and longer to get to work. And our average journey time has gone from 26.6 minutes to 28.2 minutes. So on average, the whole journey to you work has gone You know when you come up. in here, I always like to turn the... Fi- well, you make them talk. I only kind of interpret what you're telling me. But, like, there's a ton- over 200,000 people spend two mm. hours a day travelling because they're spending an hour to get to work and, and you assume an hour an to, hour get, to home. get home. Yeah. Like, I mean, that and that's anti-social, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yes. I don't mean anti-social uh, as Well, I guess they're sitting in their car listening to the radio, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're texting in. Well, no, hopefully they're not texting and entering competitions. But, um, I mean, yes, it, they, they are in the car, yeah. It, it, but I mean, it's it's it it. I couldn't imagine doing that every day. Do you know, two hours of my life every day in just getting to and from work. Yeah, I well, I guess a lot of people have no choice. It, you know, the, if you live in the commuter belt counties, we also produce st- statistics on um, the number of people who leave home before half six. Oh yeah, I'm really interested <laughs> in this one. Yeah, so these, these are the get up early people. <laughs> yeah. So before six thirty, leave for work before six thirty. One hundred and sixty-seven thousand people. In the country. Yeah, in the whole country. Yeah, uh, between half six and seven, um, another two hundred thousand people. It's so, still comparatively low. If you were, if you would do a comparison, like with major urban conurbations like London or maybe Berlin or certainly New York or something, you might find much more uh, as a percentage of people leave early. Yeah, but possibly. I mean, between eight and nine, we've 315,000 people leave between eight and half eight and between half eight and nine, another quarter of a million. So, yeah, we seem to be still more clustered around the eight and nine and men leave earlier than women. And when we looked at it um, last time round, you can see women leave closer to the school run time. You know, women who are in work and I I think the men get up and get out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always did that as far as possible. Yeah, Yeah. got up and got out. But then... uh, um, all right, but but this commuter thing, because you always say the point about the census is that it in it 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 uh, influences social planning, yeah. But but that's why I sort of said to you slightly disdainfully, but not meant that way, that the gap still between private car usage and public transport plus cycling or walking or mm. whatever is still huge because we had discussed Copenhagen where the bikes now 
exceed the cars. I know, but if we have an extra 20,000 people cycling over five years earlier, presumably that's, you know, that's now putting pressure on, you know, what few cycle lanes we have. And it's pointing towards an increased demand for cycling lanes and increased demand for infrastructure for cyclists. Like I have some figures here by county in Dublin City, 26,000 people are cycling to work. Now, the city boundary, as we know, it's it's actually it's just outside the canals. But so then you have to go out to Dunleary, rat down uh, 5,800 people cycling. So uh, like presumably then we can look at the cycle lanes around your area and go, well, where's the pressure point? The largest percentage of people cycling to work is in Dublin City, 10 percent. Dunleary Ratdown is second at 6 percent. So if you want to get away from the cyclist, George, you're going to have to move home. Uh, Fingal, only two and a half percent of people going to work are cycling. Um, uh, South Dublin, four percent of people going to work but are cycling. He, he, so can, can we stay with Copenhagen for a while, if you don't mind? Sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I suspect the population of Denmark is a bit like ours. I suspect. Yeah? Okay. And therefore, I ex- I suspect that the population of Denmark is a bit like ours. Now, their figures are interesting. It's roughly half a million cars going into the city and half a million bikes, but bikes more than, do you mm. know. But it's roughly a quarter of a million. So they've got 500,000 commuters going into work it's, every day. Clearly it's on a different scale but like it's it's a cultural thing. I mean you know you go to Amsterdam and you get knocked over by the bike so and I know Holland is a separate country to Denmark but it's it's yes. just a cultural thing in that is, part yeah. of Europe and I guess it has to do with the terrain and the weather and a whole raft of things. But I mean I mean you would think that this cycling to work it has to be a good thing. It's good for your health. You know, it's cutting down on carbon emissions. So, you know, it has to be a positive thing. I have figures here in front of me telling me primary school kids cycling to work, um, almost seven and a half thousand of them. Primary That's, school kids? Yeah, primary school kids. Secondary school kids, another 7,300. And third level, uh, 11,000. But, but it also has something to do with poverty. See, the, the you know, which understandably in a sense you can't do. But what's really interesting, if you look at pictures of 1950s, Dublin, right? And you look at the pictures of uh, of Dame Street, you know, just where... where, where uh, the banks are on the left-hand side there, you know what I mean? Mm. And there's a traffic light and there's a wonderful picture of about 800 cyclists like waiting for the lights to change, eight buses Mm -hmm. and probably only four cars because in the 1950s we were poorer so there was a much lower car usage. The problem with the motor car, the usage has risen Mm -hmm. in, in direct relationship to the increase in wealth. That's right. But I I think these things reach a, a, a peak and then they, you know, they come back around. So I guess it's a bit like convenience food. We would all dive into it for a couple of years and then we start to understand the impact it's having on us and we, we turn back. So um, I would think more and more people are, you know, looking at their health and, 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 and look at environmental issues are hugely important now. That's indisputable. And maybe people feel they're making a contribution. No, but, but see, if you're like, you know, say two-car families. Again, if you go back in time, the two-car family was the prerogative of very wealthy people. Now, a two-car family, you know, so many people have two cars. So, therefore, all that increased 
the volume of motor cars in the road caused by wealth. It's another question on the census form is how many cars are available for use in your household. (laughs) In the state, a third of households have two cars. A third? Just a third. That's an astonishing figure. Two or more cars. Yeah, that's an astonishing figure. Uh, Too low. No, a third is one in three. Isn't yeah, that right? have two or more cars. So if you're walking down uh, a road, every third house has, at least has two, two cars. At least two cars. At least two cars. 15% of households in Ireland have no car. Okay. And and the highest ratio there would be in Dublin, where a third of households, Dublin City, a third of households have no car. A third. A third. 34% of now households see that, in Dublin has you, no car. You've quoted two thirds and, and both are surprising. Yeah. Like one third that's have more than two. That's for the state. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you have another one third figure, which is people have no cars, which is equally surprising. It is surprising. But, you know, I guess, you know, a lot of that's Dublin City. So you have sure. your apartment dwellers now and, um, you know, people walking and cycling to work. And yeah, a, th- a third of households have no car. The the county with the, the lowest percentage there would be Galway County. Only 9% have no car. But up in Donegal, 14% of households have no car. Now, that must be a challenge. I, exactly. I would, yeah. again, you're surprised. You see, this is the great thing about the figures, I think, that they surprise you because if you came in to me and, and, and talked about a bit bigger I would, you wouldn't go, you'd say well at Donegal everybody must have a car because how the heck there's no public transport to get you from anywhere to Donegal so if you'd assume everybody had to have a car It is surprising and you know that's uh, equates it into 8,000 households up in Donegal are telling us they have no car they, so um, I, you know Donegal is an older county could be elderly people um, but yeah, that's if we look at the counties with with uh, two or more cars, the the ones with the higher highest percentage are the commuter belt counties. So Kildare, Meath, um, are all f- over forty percent. Cork County and Galway County, oh, four out of ten households have two or more cars. But you don't ask questions like uh, which of them have uh, two point two turbocharged Mercedes and which have like an Opel Corsa, no? No, no. So, so we don't know this, who's... Yeah, this question on car availability is actually used for something very important which is to feed in to um, what's known as a, a deprivation measure. So yeah. we, we look at different areas in Ireland and we look at people's level of education we look at their level of unemployment. We look at their household composition, whether or not they're one parent families and availability um, to transport. Because if you don't have av- ready availability to transport, it's more difficult well, to access education and work. Yeah. And so it feeds in then to help us identify areas in Ireland that well, are more deprived. Well, that's exactly what I said. It's all about the growth in wealth. Yes. See, I'm not now legion that you think I am sometimes. You and Kira <laughs> Kelly both think I'm a bit Never, of a George. Never, never, never. Yeah, but Eddie in County Cork now has a one-hour commute. He's used public transport, but it's not available. You know? Yeah. And then he says, like, uh, I don't think he's referring to that. Well, he is, really, because you said you were a fair-weather cyclist. He said, George, where are these bike people at the first sight of rain? In their cars. Well, I mean, you know, st- steady, steady, slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, the uh, you, uh, you, I tell you, they're all excited uh, about your figures on commuting. 
all I, the texters fell living in Kilmainham jail and uh, not in it near it uh, he works near Bessorts he leaves 7.15 I arrive at 8.25 I have to take my car because it's part of my work as a, a sales rep yeah, I can tell you that uh, like we hand over this data at quite a granular level to the National Transport Authority. So if somebody wants to put on a new bus route anywhere in Ireland, then the National Transport Authority will use these statistics and run it through its model and tell them whether or not it's sustainable based on no. the number of people who well, are driving or cycling or walking or students or workers or whatever. Well, so really interesting. Hugely important. Dave says, visited Freiburg last week. Cars banned from the city centre. One of the most interesting and walkable cities I've been to. We need to rethink the urban space. I, and uh, Michelle, my daughter, spent a year at the University of Freiburg on the Erasmus. And I went over to visit her and I concur. Brilliant the way they've done the city centre. All right. Next week, Deirdre Cullen will be back making numbers talk. But also, don't forget, cso.ie, all the information is there.